Last time on the Committed Youth Podcast. We are answering a question that we received from one of our students regarding choosing a college. Uh, Brandon's current place of study, Cal State LA's mascot, used to be the devil. So. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> this is Kayla's alma mater, uh, Point Loma Nazarene University. Yeah, I think that people think it's a party school, and it might be. Not sure. <laughs> but, um... My alma mater. Uh, that would be the Master's College, now known as the Master's University. Mm, right across mm. from Six Flags. Yeah, pretty close. Mm-hmm. They, they upgraded after I left. They <laughs> went from a college to a university. I think I took them that next yeah, level. Yeah, they did. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> For money, I definitely remember Googling... How much is a kidney worth on the black market? How much can you get for a kidney? About 60000 <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't worth it to me. 60? But I don't know where to sell it. I don't know where the black market is. <laughs> so students out there, I know money can be an issue and it's scary. Uh, pray about it for sure. You know, and the plans that we make and in the doors that we see open or shut in front of us as we transition in these periods of life, like going from high school to college. I think it's important to remember that God is in the midst of all of that. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Committed Youth Podcast, the official podcast of the high school student ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. I am Kevin Melgar, and I am here uh, just to introduce today's episode. You know, this is part two of our discussion on choosing a college. Uh, Pretty informal discussion here, obviously. Uh, We're not going to tell you exactly which college you need to go to, or uh, maybe we will. Maybe stay tuned and find out. Uh, (laughs) But last time on our last episode, we were talking here with Brendan Garcia, with Kayla Cook, with Chad Bell, all about colleges and the different things that go into choosing a college, even sharing some of our own stories. And we kind of left off um, discussing a bit about what the practical limitations mean in light of God's plan for our lives and, and how God can even work through the practical aspects of trying to choose a college, everything from money to circumstances. You know, in in the midst of that, Brandon and I kind of weighed in on that subject. But, you know, as we get into uh, the discussion for today's episode, I kind of wanted to open it up to Chad and Kayla. What do you guys think in regards to practical considerations and how God can even work through that uh, in the process of, of selecting a college? I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, picking a school, like, I think the Lord has, you know, he's, he can, he's going to open or close doors. And I think, you know, the first step in that would be, you know, whatever schools you apply to, right? Like you can apply to multiple schools. And if, if you don't get accepted, then, I mean, it seems pretty clear that the Lord is closing that door right now. Uh, you know, if it's something like, you know, you're, you're adamant, like the Lord, you know, has me going to, I don't know, let's just say point low. Um, and you don't get accepted, you know, and then you continue to pursue that, you know, then, then it gets the thing like, okay, is this you or is this the Lord? Like, do you just want to go there because it's a party school or do you want to go there because you think the Lord wants you there, you know? 
and I'm, I'm joking, but, but I'm serious in the sense of like, you know, the Lord will close doors or open doors in, in different ways, you know? Um, but I think one of the, you know, big decisions for kids is like when it comes to public private, like, you know, you have to know who you are uh, as a person. You have to know, uh, what your walk with the Lord is like, like some, some, some of our students, you know, they're not, you know, and, and this is not putting anybody down, but they're not strong enough in their faith to go to a public school, like they'll get chewed up and spit out because, you know, the type of stuff that, and you're going to hear, you know, you'll hear a liberal slant on, on teaching wherever you go. I mean, even, even a lot of private schools are, are kind of, you know, we were talking about this just, just yesterday, Kayla, Brandon, and myself, and a couple of the people about how just a lot of Christian schools are kind of going that direction in their beliefs and in their teachings, but you have to be able to discern, you know, what is true and what is not. But in a public setting, I mean, it's, it's, it's hardcore. And Kevin, I'm sure you could, and Brandon, you guys could speak to that. Probably Kevin, a little more, Brandon, we were talking about like when you're online, you don't really get that all the time. Like you may get it in stuff that you read, but you don't have professors up there, you know, teaching directly to you to where it's like, you know, they're just beating a point home. Um, but, but you really got to look at yourself and say, okay, you know, how am I going to survive in this environment? You know, and if you're just going to be a commuter and kind of go, you're still going to be sort, you know, in those settings where, where, you know, you're being, certain things are being taught and, and you have to take certain classes and, and you just have to be mindful of those things and really think through like, this is a big decision. You know, these, um, you know, being in youth ministry as long as I have, uh, these four years of college are, and, and I don't have the stats, but I know the stats are overwhelming that the four years of college are the four years when youth, you know, going into college and through college when they, when they walk away from the Lord, like it's, it's, it's a, the number is, is staggering. Um, and we've seen it, right? Like I've seen it, you know, you guys have been in youth ministry a little while now you're starting to see it. Um, but you know, being in this 20 plus years, like the number of kids that leave high school and we're like, Oh yeah, man, like that kid, he's ready. She's ready. And then, Hey, what happened to them? <laughs> like, where are they at? And then, you know, someone shows you some Instagram post and you're like, Oh wow, that's what they're up to now. Oh, that's, that's pretty crazy. You know? So it's, it's huge and it's a really, really, really big decision. Um, that, that really you need to seek the Lord, you know, like I think you, you mentioned it, Kevin, like, like give it over to the Lord and just say, all right, open doors, Lord, close doors, provide, don't provide, you know, like you'll know financially if it's not even in the realm of possibility, then maybe the Lord isn't opening that door for you, you know? So. Yeah. For me, um, like I did start out at a public school at Fullerton college, community college, um, when I was 15. And so that was kind of like a shocking experience because everyone wanted to go out drinking on the weekends. And I was like, I'm 15. I can't even drive yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I got uninvited to things so quickly, but (laughs) that didn't really, it didn't phase me. So, um, yeah, so I was just kind of doing it to kind of get credits out of the way and I wasn't invested at all. So I kind of, that time feels a little surreal to me where it's just like going through the motions and, like there's zero social life, basically. Like I run into people I knew and be like, Oh, Hey, hi, but you're just kind of doing your thing and they're doing theirs. Um, and then some of it was like, just for fun, like art classes that were four hours twice a week. It was like, I was just painting and like, well, in my own little world. But, um, (laughs) but when it came to like, um, like doing the four year thing, 
Um, or for me, you know, two years or whatever, two and a half years. Um, I was very stubborn about what I wanted and I like made it happen. So even Chad, as you're mentioning, like making sure, you know, it's the Lord's will. I had a hard time because I like school always came easy to me. So it was like, well, college is going to come easy too. So I decided like, I want to go to the best debate school in the nation. And that's what I applied to. And I didn't apply anywhere else. And I applied three months after they closed the application deadline, but I called the debate coach and I was like, Hey, I'm awesome. You should let me into the college. And he was like, (laughs) okay, I'll pull some strings. We'll see what we can do. And then like, I found out a month later that I got in and I'm like, that was so sneaky and not of the Lord at all. Like it was just, (laughs) I wanted it. So I made it happen. Like 100%. I was just very much like, this is what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm not taking any other, nothing else. Like I'm not taking no for an answer basically. And then when I got there, I was like second guessing everything because I'm like, did the Lord do this and open all those doors or did I do it? And so I definitely was not there for the Lord or for like my relationship with the Lord. The fact that I happened to be a Christian school was probably like nice. The fact that it was on the beach was nice. But like, I think it was the ambition and like my academic success and like debate and all that kind of stuff that was driving everything I was doing at that point. And again, it's not like I was, you know, I wasn't partying. I'm not, that's not who I was or am or anything, but, um, just like the, the idea of success or like having a certain like career one day and being a lawyer and that kind of thing and like a specific major and like wanting to like, like pursue certain things academically. I think that was my drive. And then, um, for grad school, uh, it was funny too, because like, even like we were saying, deciding where to go. I didn't want to go local because I'd lived here my whole life and like I love traveling and I wanted to see new things and like kind of be far enough away where I was like my own independent person, but like close enough to where I could come home on the holidays. So San Diego is perfect. It was like two hours away. I was like, yes, this is awesome. And so my dad said that was too far. And then when I told him where I wanted to go to grad school in Ireland, he was like, what? <laughs> like, that was a little too far for him, maybe my parents, but, uh, Yeah. And then on that one, they were like, okay, you're on your own for grad school, pay for everything. So that was kind of, again, take out more loans, all that stuff. But determining where I wanted to go, like once I got my head on straight, like spiritually speaking, after my undergrad, I kind of wanted to pursue, continue pursuing like, like political science or like human rights and law and that kind of thing. But my motive changed, my perspective changed, everything kind of changed. And so I wanted to approach it spiritually and like seeing the Lord lead and guide and affirm those decisions, doing things the right way and comparing and contrasting it to how I did it originally. I wish I would have had the same like confidence going into my undergrad that I did with my postgrad, because then when it was like really hard and I was living in another country and all that stuff. And I couldn't come home necessarily any time. It was like, I had the confidence and the assurance that this is where God had me had me there for a purpose. And it wasn't necessarily academic success. It was like other things that, you know, doing missions work and like getting involved with the church over there and like establishing those relationships. Like that was what I got out of the experience more than any kind of degree. So I think that really, really depending on the Lord is going to be pivotal for your future and for all of your, whatever the world defines as success that falls into place. If you're like in line with the Lord. And I, and I think, you know, to piggyback on that, like my situation was 100% the Lord opening doors where I didn't seek it out like at all. You know, I was, I was playing basketball at Cerritos. I was done. I had already had two surgeries on my knee 
and I was just kind of over it. Like the, you know, the, the constant pain and, and, and basketball every day, like for six straight years, I was just, you know, you just get to a point where you're like, is it, you know, I'm done. Like I can go to school. It's, it's affordable to go to Cal state. You know, my parents weren't going to really pay for it, but I, I'd figure it out. Um, and, and literally my coach is like, Hey, there's a school, Santa Clarita. Where's that magic mountain? Oh, I know where magic mountain is. I've been there a couple of times. <laughs> they want you to come check it out. All right. I'll go check it out. And I drove up and it's like, if you've ever been to masters, not many people have, but if you've ever been there, you're driving through like a neighborhood and then boom, there's a school. It's the most random like setting. And, you know, I toured, I talked to the coach and he's like, we'll pay for everything. Like th this is legit how it went down. We'll, we want you to come play. We like you. We'll pay for everything. And I was like, where do I sign? I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know any mm -hmm. of the rules <laughs> till I show up on campus <laughs> and like, Oh, you have a curfew. Your curfew is like 11 o'clock every night. And I said, I'm 20 years old. You're not going to tell me what time I, you know, I was, I was that rebellious kind of, uh, you know, typical athlete, which I came to find out they expected, which isn't a good thing, but, but I fit the mold. Cause it was like, you're going to tell, you know, we had to wear pants certain days of the week. We couldn't wear shorts to chapel. Um, we, and it was like, if you ever been to Magic Mountain in August, right? When it's 120, you want to like, you know, just lay down and curl up in the fetal position. It's so hot. Um, and we had to wear slacks, you know, to chapel. And, and there was like, there was, the dorms were completely separate. Like, again, so Heather would come, Heather, who was my girlfriend or my wife, um, would come and visit. She couldn't even come in the dorm room. Like there was no girls allowed in at all. And it was very strict. But I didn't know, and and essentially I didn't ask. Like it wasn't like it was. It was simply like come, and it, almost like when Jesus said follow me, and the disciples just said, "I'm in." You know what I mean? Like let's go. And for me, it was kind of the same thing where it was like, "Come to school here. I'm in. Let's do it." You know? And then I get there, and it's like mm -hmm. and it, it's it's very similar where the disciples, I'm sure, were like, "Whoa, what's going on? <laughs> like this is a whole new world," and it was. It was the same for me, but, but I really, you know, I got a lot out of those two years to where I know it was the Lord. It wasn't me because I didn't seek it. He, he, he put it in front of me and, and I could have said no, you know, I could have, I had an offer to go play um, at a little school in Hawaii and kids was probably like, you did what? And you didn't go right. Like I, I, I was a mama's boy. I know. I know. I was, I, I, I'll be real. Like I was, we can a, talk later. I was a mama's boy. Yeah. I probably still am, but I came home like almost every weekend because, you know, uh, I, I, I needed my laundry done. And, 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 and like I said, you know, I was, I, was, I, I had been dating Heather for at that point, like three or four years. And it was like, that was, I knew we were going to get married and, I didn't want to go, you know, when you, when you go to Hawaii and you're playing basketball, that season is during Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And it's like, I want to be around my family. And so I, I, I passed up on that opportunity. But in hindsight, if I would have gone to Hawaii, my, I mean, the trajectory of my life would have been completely different because it wasn't a Christian school. Yeah. It was, it was Chaminade University, not a, you know, not a place where I would have gone and learned anything about the Lord. It would have been straight basketball and me in Hawaii, like, I don't even know. I probably would be living on a beach there, like selling shaved ice or something to this day. I, I don't even know, you know, who, who knows? That sounds amazing. Um, how, how <laughs> <laughs> right. This kid was like, and, 
Um, you know, and, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's good to look back, you know, in retrospect and just be like, gosh, that was totally 100%. Because there's really like, and this is maybe you guys might be like, why are you saying this? But I, I can honestly say in my life, there's not a lot of things where I can say that was 100% the Lord because our flesh always, um, I think just naturally tries to like make decisions and, and, and to alter situations so that it, it it's what we want, you know, where I can say in this situation, it was 100% God, you know, and, and I don't, I don't know that I can sit here and say that about, you know, hundreds of decisions in my life because it, it wouldn't be true um, because of, you know, we just undoubtedly try to take over because that's who we are. At least that's who I am, you know, just stubborn thinking I know what's right. And the reality is I don't. And the Lord worked that out and, and made it a great thing for me. Um, something that really grew me and, and, and built me up and, and really chopped me down too, because, you know, I went to this strong Bible school knowing nothing coming from a Catholic high school where they teach you nothing of the Bible. Where I remember, and I've shared this with the youth group, our first, like, I took an Old Testament survey class, and we had to, I, we had some group project, and they started talking about Jonah. I didn't know who Jonah was. I had never heard of Jonah in a way. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they looked at me like I was an alien. Like, you, you must be the <laughs> dumbest person on this planet. And I felt like so small. Imagine a 6'8", 250 guy sounding, feeling small, but I felt so small and so like not worthy to, 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 to be in a setting like that spiritually because I didn't know anything, but it was the Lord just working. Like it was all part of the process and, and he, him using that school and the, those classes and the people to just like show me different things. And so, you know, I don't even know how I started on this topic, but it, it, it was like, like Kayla, like Kayla was saying when she went to grad school, like for me, it was a hundred percent the Lord and it wasn't, um, you know, I had other ideas of what I was going to do when I went to school and, you know, when you're playing basketball, you're a big man on campus and it, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily always like that. So, but enough of me, Brandon. Yeah. And that's, well, it's cool. Cause I, I know a lot of these students will ask us, well, how do you know which school to go to? How do you know if it's God? How do you, like you said, God will open doors. And I know there's some students who I want to go to GCU or APU or Biola because these are like Christian schools. <laughs> but just because you attend a Christian school doesn't necessarily mean it's going to help you or help grow you. It's where your heart's at. So if you're walking into a Christian school, hoping that that school is going to change you, or you're going to be surrounded by other people, everyone's got their own beliefs. Everyone's got their own heart issues with the Lord. And so ultimately, you got to pray about it. You got to pray about what where God wants you to go. As you've heard, all of our stories are different. Uh, some may be financially, you know where you're at, what you could afford. Uh, in the long run, do you think you can take on a loan and you can pay it back later on, not counting on mommy and daddy, right? If they tell you it's on you, then you can you really afford it? Um, if your parents are saying, go where you want, we can help you out then go where you guys can afford it. Because money is a huge thing. But at the same time, what doors is the Lord opening for you guys? Uh, don't just seek out a college because it's known to be a Christian college. Uh, work in this in these moments. You're not in college yet. Be in your word. Be in prayer. Get to know the Lord. Uh, seek Him more than, than ever before. Hear His voice. And when the time comes to choose a college, it will be pretty obvious which one you should attend because... 
you and the Lord have been that tight. And I think that's where you got to focus on. Focus on your heart right now before you focus on the college later. Uh, listen, you can you can go to any Christian college in this country and you can find whatever type of student you want. Like you can find the kid at the the strictest Christian college that's going to be the partier. There will be one, probably more, <laughs> but there's going to be you'll you'll find whatever you're mm-hmm. looking for. And if you think, you know, oh, I can go there cuz mom and dad will let me go and then I'm going to go there and I'm going to do whatever, live the college life. You'll find it, you know. So, so I, I, I 100% agree with that. You know, like, like you, your foundation as a believer has to be so solid before you go to any college, any college. I don't care which one it is, like public, private, junior college, four year. You know, live on campus, don't live on campus. You have to have that foundation, or else you will fall for something, something that's not truth. You know, and that's that's a fact. It, it's just. You'll you'll find what you're looking for. You can find it at any school. I promise you. <laughs> Seen it, been there, done that. You know. So. Well, I just wanted to kind of pay you back on that and say, like, like you're talking about the importance of friends. We talk about this all the time. The importance of choosing friends. But at like Point Loma, when I was when I was there, like as you were mentioning, kind of you can find anybody, right? So I was mostly around the debate team, which were almost entirely atheist, if not functional atheists, um, which is kind of an interesting thing to find at a Christian university. So it was like all the atheists just happened to be on the debate team. So it was like, that was my first two years. And then my last semester, I had some stuff happen in my life personally, where I just changed my friend group. I was like, I can't, these can't, this can't be my primary friend group anymore. It's just not great for whatever reasons. It doesn't matter. But, um, I started hanging out with people in my major that, um, it just was kind of like, it wasn't random. It was the Lord, you know, like kind of redirecting me, but, um, but they were, they always want to talk about like theology and they always want to talk about the Bible and we'd be studying, doing study groups. And they're like, what do you think about like predestination versus free will and that kind of stuff? And we'd like just start having full on conversations about that. And so like that grew me and like kind of grounded me in my faith where I was forced to defend what I believe. So I was around people who are like building me up in my faith as opposed to attempting to tear it down. And that makes a huge difference. And so just finding that and and then that kind of prepared me even for grad school where I, there were no Christians where I was at. There was like, I couldn't even find that if I wanted. And so um, at that point I had already had kind of, and I, I growing up in the church, you think you have a foundation. And like Chad was saying too, like you really need to know what you you believe. And it's not, and we're not saying this to scare you or anything, but like, you need to have that confidence and you need to be ready to have an answer for the hope that lies within you. Like as God's word says, like that's something that we just need to have as believers in, in general, whether you're in the workforce, whether you're at college, whether you're at home, it doesn't matter. Like whatever you're doing, that needs to be primary, the primary focus of your life. Yeah. And for sure, like just the whole idea of needing to be grounded, needing to take everything under the word of God, basically, um, wherever you are, whether it's at a Christian university, whether it's at a public university, anywhere you go, you're going to find lies and the truth. (laughs) Um, And like Kayla was saying, right, the people that you surround yourself with are going to be huge. So if you go to a public, public university, and you find people who are solid in the Lord, or you have a community around you that's solid in the Lord and will encourage you and kind of walk you through everything that's going on as you walk through, you know, whatever your college experience might be, that's going to be something that strengthens you. So definitely 
having that heart of prayer, having that heart of knowing what you believe, knowing why you believe it, being willing to stand up when it comes down to it. Like we said, whether it's at a Christian university or at a public university, um, in social settings, in classroom settings, there were times at my school where we'd have group projects and we need to come up with a topic for our project. And the topics that people were coming up with were basically diametrically opposed to what I believe as a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had to be like, sorry, guys, that can't be our project topic. And I would be the only one who had any type of conviction regarding that. And um, thankfully, a lot of people were really cool about it. So, you know, we were able to find other things to talk about, other things to present on, whatever it might be. But you need to be willing to be able to do that so that you don't find yourself in a situation where now you're having to actively promote something that you don't believe in, or you're having to, you know, just go along with, you know, something again, like I said, that's against what you would believe as a Christian, just because it is what it is. And how are you going to make that stand if you don't know what you believe in the first place? Or again, like we were saying before, if you know, okay, I know that A, B, or C is wrong, I just don't know why. So why should I make a stand or say anything if people are going to question me and I don't even have an answer for it? So again, just like Kayla was saying, being ready, as the scripture says, to to have an answer for the hope that's within you, to know why it is that you're making a stand on whatever it is you're making a stand on. But, you know, in all of these things, I think it's important to, again, just have your have your heart surrendered towards the Lord, be willing to walk through whatever doors he opens for you, and have a mind that's kind of soaked in the word of God. I know in Acts 17, we went through it not too long ago in our youth group going through the book of Acts and, and, you know, looking at this group of people called the Bereans (laughs) who Paul preached to. And the Bible says that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So whether you're in a spot where you're receiving from people who are Christians or whether you're in a spot where you're receiving from people who are non-Christians, take whatever you're taking in in college and then put it under the light of the scripture and be a Berean in that sense to find out whether or not what you're hearing is lining up with what you should actually be believing. And that's going to be huge. But, you know, we talked a little bit about it, local versus moving out or moving away. I think kind of to summarize some of the things that have been said, there's a lot of opportunity for growth and independence in moving away. Um, there's a lot of danger to that too, on the flip side of that. Um, but at the same time, you know, staying closer to home could be advantageous for the sake of having that support system, having that family slash friend dynamic, and especially hopefully church and body of believers dynamic where people can keep you accountable and where you can be bringing questions of things you might be hearing at college to people that you know are solid in the word and solid in the Lord. But at the same time, staying local might actually stunt you if you're just staying in your comfort zone or staying around people who are influencing you in the wrong direction. Sometimes I think Kayla's brought this up before, you know, change your playground or change your playmates. You Mm -hmm. know, sometimes you need to do both. And sometimes moving to a different university could offer an opportunity to do that. But either way, you know, like Chad was saying, going into it, you know, what you bring into that experience is what you're going to find. So if you're going into it, looking for um, people who are exactly the same as all the people who've been pulling you in the wrong direction at home, then you go to college and it's going to be the same thing over again. So you need to go in with intention, um, with knowing what it is that you're looking for in terms of a group to surround yourself with. 
but is there anything else that you guys want to talk about in, in regards to this before we wrap up this conversation? Um, anything regarding local versus faraway schools, anything regarding public versus private, um, any other pieces of advice? I do want to mention something. I was talking to a student last week and um, she was expressing like severe anxiety about making the wrong choice about going to university. And I was thinking about it and I, I told her, I'm like, does it matter? Like if you choose to be a vet, if you choose to be a lawyer, a doctor, um, engineer, uh, whatever you fill in the blank, can the Lord use you in every single one of those circumstances? And she was like, well, yeah. And I said, okay, if you choose to go to private school or a public school or whatever, so international school, can God use you there? And she's like, well, yeah, I just don't want to like pick something that's contrary to his will. I'm like, okay, well, he kind of leaves a lot of stuff up to us, you know, like that's where free will comes in. And so if he really doesn't want you going somewhere, he'll make it clear to you if you're, if you're this willing and this freaked out and like wanting to make the right decision and you're listening to him, you're waiting on him, you're praying, you're reading your word, you're seeking truth, you know, and you're seeking guidance. He's not just going to leave you hanging. Like he will give you direction. And so, um, I would say that there's not really like a wrong choice, but to go to like any college or whatever, but there are wrong motivations and there are wrong motives. And, and so just kind of, you know, monitoring that, I think that it is a source of anxiety because it's a big decision, like what we've been talking about. But at the end of the day, like you can change where you go to college. So like you get a couple weeks into the semester, it's not the end of the world to take a semester off and, and reevaluate. Like it's not going to end your whole career. Um, when I was in Ireland, there was a girl who, uh, who came to the, the same program I did. And so she was like in the semester where we, we were two weeks into it and she just goes, I can't handle the rain. And she transferred to a university in Spain, like literally just like within two weeks of the semester starting. And I'm like, okay, like you can totally do that. I guess it's possible. I didn't even know, but like, <laughs> and she's not saying she's a believer or anything, but like you can't, you can change your mind and that's okay. Like it's not, it's not the end all be all, but, um, yeah, like if you're seeking the Lord, then he'll, he'll make it evident where he, what he wants you to do. And it might not be, he might leave the rest up to you though, like where it is, like money wise, all that stuff. But just, you know, like we've been saying, depend on him and ask him for guidance and he will give it. Yes. For me, I think I wish I had realized this sooner was a degree is a degree. Whether I get a degree from Cal State LA, mm -hmm. Cal State Long Beach, Cal, who cares? It's the same degree. So if you're anxious about, oh, am I going to do the right college because of the degree? Honestly, if you know what you want to major in, find a college, do your research on which college does the best in that with that major. Because <laughs> being at Cal State LA, I'm majoring in psychology, and I have a professor that's really bad. And I was like, dude, but I've heard that there's other colleges that focus more on this major, right? And so like, maybe that would be kind of where anxiety can come from, hoping you go to a college where they emphasize a lot on specific majors, but if that's not even your issue, I guess it's more realizing a degree is a degree. You know, if you're going to get a degree from wherever, if someone's going to give you, like me, I chose Cal State LA instead of Fullerton because they're giving me a grant instead of me having to pay. To me, it was more reasonable because why am I going to spend money if I'm going to get the exact same degree in the exact same amount of time at both locations? Um, again, I may be wrong. I mean, I don't know specific fields if they look more at where did you get your degree from but <laughs> me getting a degree um I, I work at a school at a middle school and talking to a lot of the teachers they got their degree i don't know what the degrees are in 
but it's got nothing to do with school. <laughs> but they found themselves at this location. Uh, I have my younger brother who graduated from a school in Kentucky and his wife, and they're in a field where they just got their job because they have a bachelor's degree, but it's not even in the field from what their bachelor's degree is for. So I don't know if that causes less anxiety or more anxiety, but mm-hmm. I just like a degree is a degree, whether you go or not, or wherever you go, wherever you don't go. Um, yeah, that's my two cents. I'll stop talking now. <laughs> well, it's not like you're going to be an operating table and you're like, wait, doctor, stop. Where did you go to college? <laughs> you know, like, at that point, they're already doing their job, you know, just let them do it. But. Yeah, that's the thing, too, with like majors. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's certain majors. Like, if you know going in, you know, to college, I want to major in this. Like, like, let's say, you know, you want to be, I don't know, you want to do nursing. Well, you're not going to pick a school that doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you could, because you can, you know, get an undergrad in some sort of science and then go to nursing school after, it just adds more, a little more time. But perfect example, like I was a business major all the way through my junior year in college. And then I realized I had a job in the summer working day camps and I realized I don't want to wear a suit and tie every day <laughs> and do that. Like I, I don't like working with kids at, at summer camps. I realized I like teaching. I like being around kids. I like I like, you know, being active. And, and so I kind of decided in between my junior and senior college, like I want to teach. And so I went to my counselor when I got back to campus, my senior year. And I was like, I don't want to major in business anymore. And she was like, what? (laughs) Hey, you said, what? This is your senior year, dude. Like people don't change their majors their senior year. I said, well, I said, I don't care, but I don't want, like, there was a couple business classes on my schedule for my senior year. I was like, nope, I don't want to take that. Like, that's way too much work. And so I legit, like, my piece of paper says I have a bachelor's of arts in general studies. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about the most generic, the most generic degree ever in the history of degrees, general studies. And in order to get it, they said, all you have to do is have a certain amount of units in each of these like four categories. And the one category I was short, my last semester was a science class. And so I had a teacher, this old dude, I forget his name, but he was so cool. And he goes, all right, all right, all right, Bell, I'll make a class for you. What, what, what are you interested in? I had taken his class on, on, um, on creation versus evolution. I thought it was really cool. And he talked a lot about like the dinosaurs and how using like, like a lot of people use dinosaurs as proof of evolution and how it's like, no, like this shows that, you know, man walked with dinosaurs, whatever. And I said, I like that, you know, that stuff on dinosaurs we were doing in class. He goes, all right, we'll call your class dinosaurs. <laughs> he goes, How many units do you need? I said, I don't know. I think I need two units. He goes, okay, you're going to write a paper. It'll be a two unit class on dinosaurs and that'll get you what you need. And I legit wrote a paper and he gave me my two units and I got a degree in general studies. And then I went on to teach and it didn't matter that my degree was in whatever, like I had to get a credential. So it didn't really matter. So, I mean, you may get two, three years in and realize, you know what? I don't, I'm not, that's how you find if you're interested. You take undergrad and then you start taking some lower level classes and you realize, yeah, accounting is not my thing. Like I, I thought I was good with numbers, but then not these numbers, right? And so and, and, and you switch it up. Like it's, it's not a, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. And what mm-hmm. it may end up costing you is another semester or a year. And then, mm-hmm. and then we get back to the money issue. But you, if, if that's what the Lord wants, then it's, it's, 
I don't know, man. Like the older I get, the more it's like money, like whatever. Like I'm not saying like I'm just throwing money out the window, but it's, it's, it, who cares? Like it's, you know, to have a uh, Dave Ramsey would probably be like, this guy's not a Christian right now. Right. Like, I don't know. But I just, I just think, I, I just don't think that, you know, when it comes to, to anything we do that, that that should be the like, the the ultimate deciding factor because if the lord wants you to go on a trip or go study abroad like then go for it you know what i mean go for it like the lord will work that out maybe 10 15 years down the road but he'll work it out somehow <laughs> some way um i don't know a lot of yeah. parents are like chad shut up dude you're gonna, <laughs> gonna have to pay all this money for my kid to go to college <laughs> Every every one of our kids is going to choose the most expensive university in the in the country now. <laughs> like we said, you just got to be wise so, about it. You got to know your financials. You got to know your parents. You got to know all that and pray about it. Right, right. Like I'll be honest. Like like perfect example. Okay, my two kids, like Garrett and Malia. Garrett said when he graduated high school, like I don't want I don't want to have a lot of debt. So and then again, he wanted to play basketball. So he's at a junior college. He's paying zero, zero. Like he doesn't pay anything, like buy a couple books. That's it, right? Nothing. And so he'll go and he'll, I don't know what will end up happening, but he'll have less debt than his sister will. Like Malia wants to go. She wants to go to a private Christian school for four years and live on campus and, or, you know, on campus and then move out, whatever. And, and, you know, we talked about it, like it's going to cost a lot of money. And she said, like not she didn't say I don't care, but she's like, I get it. Like I understand the risk. I understand the you know what it's gonna take and that's what she wants to do. That's what she desires. And so, you know, Heather and I will work with her and we'll work with Garrett as well, but two different complete mindsets, and that's fine. Like neither one is wrong. Neither one is wrong if that's what the Lord has for you. You know, like you you just have to make sure that we don't let money drive the decision. You know, like that shouldn't be the the driving force because I, I don't know that that's what the Lord is is telling everybody, you know, and there may be some situations I'm not, I don't want to say hundred percent, you know, this way or that way, but for my two kids, they're completely, my two kids that are, you know, ready for college or going to college. Um, and it's kind of crazy to think, dude, like my number of kids will be cut in half at my house next year. That's why right? <laughs> that's I weird. four kids at home to two. Peace out. No, I'm just <laughs> You're going to cry. <laughs> oh, I will. Don't worry. Um, and it's good, but it's good. It's good for them to get out. And, you know, as much as I, you know, I, I don't want, I want my kids to be around. I, I, you know, I love spending time and being part of their lives, but, but I also understand the importance of getting away. And, and you know, Kayla, you can speak to that. You, you went away and Brandon, Kevin, I stayed home, you know, so there's, there's positives and negatives to both, right? Like, and parents are going to, push one way or the other. Hopefully they're, they're completely stay out of it and say, Hey, you know, you seek the Lord because, and I think that's important. You know, one of the things that we stress in youth group and you guys all know this is we stress, like make your relationship with the Lord, your own, make it personal. Like it's not your parents. And then, and then we get to, you know, making these big decisions. And then as parents, like we want to step in and, and make them for them. But then we're so we're kind of saying, like, make this your your relationship with the Lord, but then we're going to make a decision for you on where you go to college. So we're not allowing you to exercise that freedom you have in the Lord to to seek him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm speaking as a parent, 
as much as I am a youth leader because I have to allow my kids to make decisions on their own because I have to trust that they are seeking the Lord. And if, if they're not, then, then those, you know, the consequences that come with that, they'll, 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 they'll see that fruit in their lives, you know? So it's tough. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and say parenting is easy. Like, I mean, I honestly, you know, I'm 44 years old. I never, <laughs> I never thought like, Oh yeah, I'll have kids going to college. Like you just don't, you don't think like that when they're little and when you get married, like you don't think, Oh yeah, I'll have kids going to college someday. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh snap. Like, I have kids going to college and getting ready to go. And it's just, they're big decisions and they kind of sneak up on you. Um, but I really think that, you know, allowing your, your kids, allowing our kids to exercise, um, the freedom, um, in the Lord that we desire for them is huge. I, I think it's really important. And, and I hope that, uh, you know, that the, the majority of our kids are doing that, you know? So, so good stuff. Definitely. We hit on a lot of different topics, a lot of different things. Hopefully this is helpful for people listening in, wanting to kind of make that decision. And hopefully, hopefully this kind of helped ease some of that anxiety that we were talking about. You know, Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. So it's, it's the same thing when it comes to choosing a school. <laughs> so be in prayer, be in the word. If you have specific questions about your specific situation, we would love to talk to you guys about it. And if you want to get in contact with us, you guys can contact us. Uh, we are on Instagram. If you want to DM us there, you can find us at Committed Youth. If you want to send in an email, our email address for the podcast is committedyth at gmail.com. Again, that's committedyth at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and of course, you guys can always, if you are part of our youth group, just pull one of us leaders aside and start asking us your questions. And <laughs> we may not have all the answers, but uh, we'll pray about it with you and, <laughs> and we will uh, we will definitely point you back to the Lord. So with that being said, from all of us here on the podcast today, from all of us at Committed Youth, we're going to say God bless and goodbye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. <laughs>